and Lazy Fantasy Show. Introductions, by the way. My name is JJ. I'm Johnny Tyler. Um, we should probably just give you a little disclaimer on this episode of the Fat and Lazy Fantasy Show. Um, most of the time, Tyler, you know, we do little daily deuce and iHeartRadio updates and everything like that. We haven't done one of those all week. Uh, and, and there's a reason for that. And it's not just because we're lazy. It's because actually both of, the, both of us have been extraordinarily busy with our real jobs that actually keep roofs over our head. Yeah, and if your team lacks because of this week, there's one thing you can do. Find someone that can pay us so that we can concentrate on this more, and you'll win a championship. I agree with that. So what I'll say is that, uh, Tyler, I'm not sure about your situation, but I'm rocking on about 10 hours of sleep so far this week. We're recording this late on a Tuesday night, and I have literally slept 10 hours since Sunday. Uh, And I know that you've had just a giant cluster going on with your real-time job. Let's sleep. What this episode is lacking in information, which is probably a great deal, we promise to make up for in humor and stupidity. Can we, can we at least promise that? Absolutely. But then again, that's what you listen to this show for anyway, because our, uh, our fantasy device is at times fairly mediocre, although we were better with our predictions last week. Yes. Uh, we're going to get into a game-by-game uh, analysis. We've got uh, 15 games in the NFL this week. We're going to go through all of them, tell you who to start, who to sit. Uh, we're also going to get into a lot of injury news. But first, I'll uh, tell you, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to ask us questions, whether it's trade questions, uh, start or sit, waiver wire stuff, at FL Fantasy Show is the Twitter handle. And uh, FL Fantasy Show at gmail.com. That's the email address. Uh, unfortunately, because there's a lot of games and because we're both tired and in crappy moods. Um, well, I don't know, Tyler. You actually might not be in a crappy mood, but I am. Eh, you might get an answer or two, maybe a few curse words. Yeah, probably. But anyway, that being said, uh, we're not going to get to any, any Twitter or email questions on this podcast. But uh, you're still more than welcome to send away, and uh, we're pretty good about answering those. So, Tyler, I want to start by saying that um, this has been a weird fantasy season. Can we agree on that? 110%. Uh, And just to put this in perspective, this week your starting quarterbacks in the NFL include Thaddeus Lewis, Brandon Whedon, Nick Foles, and Mike Glennon. That gives you everything you need to know about how the season has gone so far. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, actually Thad Lee is a scout team quarterback will be starting for the Bills this week. We'll get into that because there's a lot of injuries to talk about. Normally, Tyler, we would do this in the game by game, but there's some really big ones we need to get to here. I would be doing my, doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't start out with your boy Julio Jones here. Now, I feel like you're just mocking me at this point. Well, I look, I, I actually saw this news on Twitter today. I, I knew that he had a foot injury, but I didn't know how serious it was. And I saw it pop, I got, pop up. I got a little uh, Twitter. ESPN alert, Julio Jones potentially out for the season. And my first thought, and and the first thing I texted you, Tyler, was that I had given you a trade proposal last week that now you probably should have taken. Listen, it's consensual now that he's not playing, but there was high levels of Rooflin in whatever drink you were trying to serve me. Uh, so last week, I, uh, just to put this all in perspective, uh, the the league that me and Tyler have been playing in the longest, 
Um, I have a great number of running backs. I mean, I've got like six pretty solid running backs on my roster. I've got uh, Ray Rice, LaShawn McCoy, Giovanni Bernard, Eddie Lacy, uh, Andre Ellington, and Joyke Bell. So a pretty good stable of running backs, clearly all of which I cannot play in the same week. My wide receivers, however, are freaking awful. Um, I've got Victor Cruz, Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Smith, and Josh Gordon. So not a lot there to work with. We start three wide receivers. So I offered uh, Tyler the trade of Ray Rice for Julio Jones. I'm now looking like the smartest man alive for uh, for you not making that trade. <laughs> oh, and I have him in almost all of my teams. Yeah, uh, and, and now, now let's talk about the Jones injury for a second. He may not be out for the year, but uh, f- sources close to the Falcons say that is a very strong possibility. So let's start with uh, the Falcons are on bye this week, so you don't have to worry about anything there. After the bye, Roddy White, you would assume, becomes a wide receiver one again. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he, he should be healthy. He's been getting more involved. He's going to be back in there. Harry Douglas probably becomes what, like a maybe a low-end two, but probably more of a flex player, a wide receiver three? Mm-hmm. How does this affect Matt Ryan? I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this. Well, it depends on which Matt Ryan we're talking about, because this guy is all over the place again this year. Yeah, Ryan's um, been a little bit all over the map, but he is, the, he is the number six fantasy quarterback so far. Absolutely. He's good for a couple touchdowns and an interception every game. Um, I don't think it affects him that much, because in my eyes, Julio is not the number one target on the Falcons. Tony really? Gonzalez, 113 oh, million years old, just scoring touchdowns. So I think that they'll adjust. I think that it's a good thing it's going into the bye week. It gives them a time to shake things up a little bit. But I think he'll be okay. Let, let me ask you this. For the rest of the season, would you rather have Matt Ryan or Andrew Luck? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Matt Ryan. Okay. Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford? Oh, that one's a little closer. Um, I'd still probably go Ryan because I think that he has more weapons. I think I would go Stafford there, but only if he gets Calvin Johnson back 100%. Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers the rest of the year? Phillip Rivers is doing really good. See, I'm thinking that Ryan is probably a low-end QB1. I I mean, I think you're still starting him from week to week, but I think there's going to be weeks, and I haven't gotten a chance to look at Atlanta's schedule. But I do think there's going to be weeks where you're like, maybe if you have like Matt Ryan and Tony Romo, that you're looking and going, eh, I don't know. Whereas, you know, up to this point, it's been like, oh, Matt Ryan, he's getting in my lineup. Okay, so week 10 in that scenario, Tony Romo is playing at New Orleans and okay. Matt Ryan is playing against Seattle. I'm probably playing Tony Romo there. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I think that um, for most weeks we think Matt Ryan is going to be fine, but I do think it changes, ma- makes him a little bit more of a matchup play, I guess. Uh, the other quarterback injury, or the other big injury, Brian Hoyer, and this sucks. Like, I, I, my heart actually really goes out to Brian Hoyer here. Playing really well, getting a shot at being the starting quarterback of the Browns, tears his ACL, he's out for the season, uh, which is just a really big bummer. What made that even harder for me to watch is the entire pregame show. I seem to be dedicated to like his family coming out to watch him play, and they were all excited to be there. Devastated. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad injury. I mean, you'd never like to see anybody get out for the season, but in the case of Brian Hoyer, I think it stinks. Like, I mean, look, if Julio Jones is out for the season, that's terrible, but he's coming back and getting a shot next year. 
We don't know if that's the case for Brian Hoyer, and that's what really sucks about that. Um, so from a fantasy perspective, Brandon Whedon back in there, really only three Browns players that you're even remotely concerned about, and those are Josh Gordon, Jordan Cameron, Willis McGahee. Are you adjusting your projections for them downward a little bit? No, because I feel like those three are good. I mean, they were fine before. I think they're going to be fine now. Now, I wouldn't take a flyer on anybody else. No, no, no. Um, like, you're not picking up Devon Bess at this point. That's that's for sure and certain. No, I think those three guys are talented enough that they could probably score touchdowns in Jacksonville Hill. Uh, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Cameron is still a top five tight end. Gordon, I think, is a low end wide receiver too. And McGahee is what? Well, he's he's what McGahee is. Um, Michael Vick uh, had an injury last year or last week. Tyler, stop me if you've heard that one before. Um, thankfully, not a serious injury, but it looks like he's probably going to miss the game against Tampa Bay. So, Nick Foles, if he's the starting quarterback this week, are you still putting Deshaun Jackson in your lineup? Absolutely. Yep, I think so, too. Uh, and should be noted, by the way, Michael Vick did practice today. And again, we're recording this on Tuesday. Vick did practice. They still don't think he's going to play, but that's at least an encouraging sign. Uh, EJ Manuel, the Bills quarterback, out for a little while with a knee injury, which is why Thaddeus Lewis is all of a sudden going to be the starting quarterback in Buffalo. Um, I, against Cincinnati, who's a very good defense, Tyler. Your Bengals defense, very good. Yeah, broke Tom Brady's streak. Safe to assume. That was a weird game, by the way. We'll talk about that soon. That was a really weird game. Safe to assume you're probably not starting a Bills wide out in this game? No. Yeah. I, I mean, like, even Stevie Johnson, who's a little bit banged up, going up. I, I mean, even if Leon Hall doesn't play, I just I, I have no faith in Fad Lewis. Maybe he'll go all Brian Hoyer and surprise us, but I doubt it. Well, it's just kind of like when E.J. Manuel started out the season, we weren't really sure what we were going to get. So we, I was same cautious with... Um, Stevie Johnson, it's the same thing here. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, David Wilson, the, and again, this is another one that thankfully not terribly serious, but he is going to miss at least a week and maybe not, a, maybe a little bit more. You have no idea how bummed I was about the David Wilson injury because, Tyler, you remember my call last week? That, that, that last week against Philadelphia was going to be the big David Wilson breakout game. It almost was. And it almost was. I I pulled up ESPN. I was out on location doing some stuff, and I pulled up ESPN, and within like three minutes, David Wilson's got a touchdown. And I'm sitting there thinking, I am the smartest man alive. And then he he sprains his neck. So there's that. So definitely not going to play on Thursday. The, The Giants running back situation, yuck. I mean, Brandon Jacobs probably the starter. They re signed Darrell Scott. Michael Cox is in there. The point is, Tyler, I, and, and stop me if you disagree, you ain't playing any of them against Chicago on Thursday night. No, not at all. Now, now this is just a completely fantasy-type thing. How does, how does this sound to you? MJD to the Giants. Depending on how serious the David Wilson injury is, I, I like it. I, I mean, if, Wilson, if, they, if they go in there and they find out Wilson's going to be out for six weeks then that's an interesting you know, thing. You know, the one thing I'll say, though, the Giants aren't a playoff team. They're not going to be in the postseason. So do they go and spend a bunch of picks to get a rental, basically, for the rest of the year would be my question. No, they don't. This is a Madden-type trade I'm talking about here, but that just popped in my head. I was like, eh, he needs to play for a better team. For everybody who drafted MJD, that would be freaking awesome because he would at least be usable again, sort of. 
Uh, the other injury that happened, Owen Daniels, uh, broken fibula out four to six weeks. Garrett Graham, who's kind of, we, we've talked about Garrett Graham a little bit this year, Tyler, but I, I want to just kind of place him for essentially the rest of the year because you're assuming that you're going to lose Daniels for probably at least six weeks here. Yep. So for the rest of the year, we're going to go past, I mean, obviously Jimmy Graham, Gronkowski, Julius Thomas, Jordan Cameron, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, all those guys ranked higher than Garrett Graham. Agree or disagree? Agree. So we'll start at number seven here. Rest of the year, Garrett Graham or Jason Witten? Jason Witten. I agree. Tony Ga- Romo is actually playing well. He is. He is. Uh, Garrett Graham or Charles Clay? That, that one's kind of close. That one's actually a lot closer for me than you'd think. It is for um, me, too. I think I'm still going Clay, but it's very close. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, that's that one's so close for me. It could take one good game from Graham to just completely switch that for me. Garrett Graham or Martellus Bennett? Bennett all the way. Get out of here. So what we're trying to say is basically, I, I don't know that Garrett Graham is, is a top 10 tight end. Let's go one more. Garrett Graham or Jared Cook the rest of the year? Come on now. It's, it's Graham there for sure. I, I think it's Graham. Now, now Cook's like the 11th ranked tight end so far, so that's why I'm going down ESPN's... Um, uh, going down the scoring leader so far. So, you know, it's going down how many points Jared Cook scores each week. Well, that's partially because Sam Bradford's terrible, too. So let's give him <laughs> a little bit of credit. Um, so basically what we're trying to say, Garrett Graham, probably not a top 10 tight end, but if you're in a 12-team or a 14-team league, with Daniel's injury, Garrett Graham, Graham all of a sudden becomes a really interesting name, Tyler, and he is out there in virtually every league at this point. So that's the guy to, to maybe go and target on the waiver wire. All right, so uh, what we're going to do here is, uh, as we do every week, we're going to go game by game, 15 games around the NFL. We're going to give you some quick analysis, who to start, who to sit. Uh, we've already gotten through some injuries, so that should, that should uh, cut some time out here. Tyler, let's start with the Thursday night game. The Giants and the Bears. Your automatic starts, the guys you are starting unquestionably, Victor Cruz, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, and maybe at this point Alshon Jeffrey. A monster game last week. 10 catches, 218 yards, and a touchdown. Second straight game with over 100 yards. Is Jeffrey getting into must-start territory? And I know that's your boy. Absolutely. If you continue to not listen to me, you're going to continue to lose. I mean, it's... Well, that's a cocky uh, statement if I've ever heard one. I was just... Because I saw him on the waiver wire and got excited. Hey, he just... He keeps getting better and better and better each week. Um... He's starting, actually, to upset Marshall, it seems like. Oh, and we'll talk about that in a second, but only because this interests me as well. Are you ahead of me or behind me in the waiver order in our league? Cause we, both had the sa- we both had the same record, which is bad enough that I don't want to say it on the air. Oh, I'm behind everybody. Are you the worst of the teams with that record? Come on. I've got eight, so you've got fourth. So, crap. So, wait, so I'm I'm fourth on the waiver order? Yep. And you're eighth? Think of Julio. Yeah. So you might want to uh, not go for Alshon Jeffrey then. I'm just going to throw that out there. I hate you. Because I already put in that claim. You're welcome. All right, let's talk about Brandon Marshall then. Brandon Marshall complaining uh, because he's not as much of a part of the offense anymore. I will say this. I'm totally on board with you with the Alshon Jeffrey thing, which is why I'm picking him up. Um, But I do think this is going to be a big Brandon Marshall game, like a really big Brandon Marshall game. Okay. 
Well, and, and here's why. You remember when Mike Wallace was complaining about how much he was uh, getting work in Miami, and the next week they came back and used him a ton? Yep. Same with T.Y. Hilton. Uh, same with Ray Rice wasn't complaining, but everybody else was complaining, and Ray Rice comes back and has a monster game. Um, James Jones? James Jones, yeah. I mean, this is a trend that we've seen. If you bitch enough, you'll get to play more. That's kind of how the NFL is working these days. So I think Brandon Marshall is going to have, like, especially against the Giants secondary, like one of those ridiculous, like, 150-yard two-touchdowns games. I, I just kind of feel that coming this week. But, yes, I'm totally buying into the, brand, the uh, Alshon Jeffrey thing. Uh, we talked about Giants running backs. You're not starting uh, either one. Last week, a big week for Hakeem Nicks and Ruben Randall. Buying the reemergence of either one of those guys here? Uh, it's going to take another week to prove that that's not a fluke, especially with Eli Manning just forcing the ball to anybody that oh. wants to catch it, regardless of what your jersey looks like. Uh, true, and, and yeah, also to keep in mind, the Eagles, one of the worst defenses, if not the worst in the league. So a little bit of a grain of salt here. Um, I do buy Ruben Randall's talent, though. I like Randall from a talent standpoint a lot. I do think one of them could have a pretty decent week this week, but I don't like if you put a gun to my head and asked me whether it would be Knicks or Randall, I, I don't know that I could tell you. Yeah. Like, I, I think it'll be a, a good Victor Cruz game, and then one of the other receivers, because the Bears aren't very good against the pass, but one of the other receivers is going to have a, a decent game, maybe not like, you know, 150 yards, but a decent, serviceable game. My guess would be probably Randall, but I don't know that. Uh, Tyler, do you have a bold prediction from this game? I do. In this one, I'm just kind of going all kinds of bold. Victor Cruz will be the number three scoring wide receiver in this game. I'm calling for Brandon Marshall and one other Giants wide receiver to outscore him this game. Nice. I don't have a problem with that at all, actually. Um, By the way, you're going to have to email me these bold predictions because they hijacked all the pens out of my studio and I can't write them down. (laughs) Um, By the way, bold predictions last week, our best week of the year. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't good, but we shot, like, I think 5 for 14. But they're bold. Yeah, they're bold. I mean, look, again, bold predictions, not necessarily accurate. These are things that are not likely to happen, but we're kind of shooting for the moon and hope to see what sticks. To be fair, right now, if we were 5 for 14 as an NFL quarterback, we would be Colin Kaepernick, so we're okay. Um, Bengals at the Bills. Let's move on to the Sunday games here. Your automatic starts, and I don't feel good about any of these, by the way. A.J. Green, C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson. That's pretty much it from this game. Would you put Giovanni Bernard in that mix or not Or not quite? Uh, not in this game, no. It's close. Bills, you know, the Bills were really bad early against the run, and they've gotten a little bit better since. But I, I don't know. I don't think they're a good run defense. Are are you starting to get a little concerned on AJ Green? By the way, uh, not yet. No, um, I think the whole situation in Cincinnati is they're kind of trying to figure out what kind of offense they want to be, and he's getting a whole whole lot of attention. And something that sets them apart from last year is instead of the ball being forced to him, forced to him, forced to him, punt is. Dalton's kind of moving the ball around a little bit, and they actually have a a running attack, which we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, Dalton's moving the ball a lot around to, like, the turf, the sidelines, the other team. Cheerleader space. I'm not entirely sure that Andy Dalton, and as a Bengals homer, tell me this. Do you think Andy Dalton is the future of that franchise? Oh, I don't know. It's got to be hit. <laughs> eh. 
he hasn't gotten he hasn't gotten any better, and he didn't have a bad rookie year, but he hasn't gotten better. But he's still not bad. He's still taking them to the playoffs. I, I think that they're they're doing a good job of building the weapons around him. That's going to make him better. Um. We're yeah, just waiting I mean, for that part to happen. Yeah, he's a game manager. That's the, that's the other problem is there's just not a lot around him. I mean, they continue to just not, they 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 have Carolina Panther syndrome. They're not they're not getting another legitimate receiver. Um, any worry about you know last week Giovanni Bernard? After we were like ah Bernard is the guy, he's the starter. Nineteen touches for Jarvis Green Ellis, fifteen for Bernard. That was a really weird game that went like a monsoon against New England. So I don't, I don't know how concerned I am. What about you? I wouldn't be concerned at all because one thing that the Cincinnati coaching staff does is they're going to switch it up on everybody. So, I mean, the fact that he still got 62 yards on 13 carries, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I mean, and look, he's still got a lot of work. And again, that really wasn't a Giovanni Bernard type game. I mean, it was just nasty pouring down raid. And, and really, both teams were just trying to not fumble the ball. That was really the entire goal of that game was, hey, just hang on to it. Um, so that's not really Bernard's game. I mean, he's more of the slippery, you know, get out of the backfield, catch a pass type guy. So I'm not really all that concerned. I still kind of think Bernard's the guy to own. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we get into bold predictions, Tyler, about Fred Jackson. We know that Fred Jackson's had a really good year, but I don't know that, that people realize how good of a year he's had. There are three running backs. This is the one bit of actual real honest to God fantasy football research I did today. It took me two minutes. There are three running backs in fantasy football that have scored double-digit fantasy points in every single game this year. They're Jamal Charles, Matt Forte, and Fred Jackson. He's a legitimate every-week starter at this point. Absolutely. And at the beginning of the season, if you would have said, hey, come week six, Fred Jackson will have three more rushing touchdowns than C.J. Spiller, I would have paid for you to enter my league. Yeah, and double the fantasy points of Spiller, by the way. And this is not us saying that you should bench C.J. Spiller. I mean, Spiller's had some injury problems and a little bit of a slow start. Spiller's going to be fine. But the point is that this is a team that runs a ton, and Fred Jackson's going to end the season with, like, what, probably 10 rushing touchdowns? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's going to end at least, at the very least as a top 20 back. I don't think he stays. I mean, he's number five right now. That ain't going to keep up. But he's going to finish the year as a top 20 back. I, I have very little doubt about that, unless he gets injured. Uh, my bold prediction from the Bengals at the Bills, Tyler, I think the Bengals have two players in the top 10 at their position this week. I think A.J. Green has a much better game, and he's going to end up as a top 10 wide receiver. And I think Giovanni Bernard is a top 10 running back this week. Oh, I would love to see that. I would do, and, and here's the thing. The Bills, again, I don't think they're a great rushing defense. This is the kind of game where Giovanni Bernard will excel. I think he's going to do very well here. Uh, Lions at the Browns, not going to spend a ton of time on this one. You're starting Calvin Johnson, who should be back. Uh, Reggie Bush, Matt Stafford, Jordan Cameron, and maybe Josh Gordon, if you believe in the talent there. Um, we talked about this a little bit. He's still getting a ton of targets, even with Brandon Whedon in there. So any reason to not have him in your lineup at this point? Not at all. No, nah, I mean, he. Th- there's so few options on the Browns, you have to put in the ones that they have. I actually won a game in, in my big league last week, Tyler. I won a game with three of my seven roster spots taken up by Cleveland Browns players. That sounds like you're just trying to get the waiver wire spot the next week. No, I, but I, I scored 100 points. I had Willis McGahee, 
who scored a touchdown like I said he would. I had Josh Gordon, and I had the Browns defense. That's impressive. Yeah. Who knew at the beginning of the year that the Cleveland Browns would be a fantasy goldmine? Uh, Willis McGahee, by the way, 26 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Had a good fantasy game, but looked absolutely terrible doing it. Um, and every week starting running back, or is he still kind of in flex territory for you? Uh, he's still a flex. I mean, until he has a game where he doesn't need 57 carries to get to that many <laughs> yards. Um, he's the Sean Green of this year. Yeah, I mean, look, if you if you tell me that Willis McGahee is going to touch the ball 30 times every single game, I'm going to put him in there because by default, the dude's six feet tall. That's 60 yards every week as long as he just face plants on the ground. So He's good at that, too. And he, he has proven to be a, a very valuable face-planting commodity this year. Um, I don't think he's all that good, but yeah, if he's going to get 25, 30 touches a game, you almost have to put him in there at this point. Uh, the Browns defense, Tyler, and, and I don't want to give away too much here, but they're still available in like 85% of leagues. Hmm. They are the no- do you Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I'm picking them up right now. Number three... <sighs> That's fine. I have the Chiefs, so suck it. Uh, Number three fantasy defense, double digits in three straight games. At this point, the Browns almost an automatic start as a defense. I think maybe even against Detroit. Do you agree? They're getting there for sure. I mean, they're coming up with an they've come up with an interception in every game this year except for one. I'm impressed by their team. I know as soon as I saw the ESPN update that Trent Richardson got traded away, what we spent like 45 minutes making. Let's get last place so we can get a quarterback. Yeah, tank, tanking for Teddy. Yeah, they're pulling some kind of Kansas City shuffle, make you look one way and go the other. The Browns have a legitimate chance to win that division. No, no thoughts, which means you think. Well, I know you're a Ravens homer, so you're still going to go with that. But I think they have a decent chance. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think even against the Lions, and I know like you see that and you're like, oh, Matt Stafford, Megatron. Joe Hayden's going to be on Calvin Johnson. So I think that Megatron's going to be a little bit down this week. Still gimpy and everything. Um, but yeah, I think the Browns defense. What about the Lions defense? Meh. Meh. Yeah, kind of whatever. Uh, bold prediction from this game, Tyler, what you got? Well, if my computer would not freeze up, I could see what kind of off-the-wall bold. Reggie Bush going to finish as a top eight running back this week. Nice. Would that still be your bold prediction after you upgrade from Windows 95? Uh, probably not. I'll probably be like, oh, he's dating a Kardashian again. Drop. Ah, there you go. A Kardashian joke. It happens every week. It has to. Yeah, Reggie Bush. So, so you said top eight, right? Uh-huh. All right, cool. By the way, um... There's a better-than-average chance I don't post these on the website this week, but there is a chance that on Friday I put up our bowl predictions for everybody to see. Um, however, this week being what it is, highly doubt that. Sorry. I'm hey, also... if you tweet us, I'll make up a new bowl prediction just to respond to you. Sounds like a plan. Also, by the way, if you're looking for rankings on our website this week, the lazy part of this show is really coming out full force. I'm sorry, there's not going to be rankings this week. We could copy and paste someone else, but we're better than that. Since when? Never, since I stopped having to do rankings. (laughs) That was a dark period in this show when we were having to do rankings every week. 
Um, Packers at the Ravens, Tyler. You're starting Aaron Rodgers, your Packers wide receivers, Eddie Lacy, Torrey Smith, Ray Rice. This game kind of is what it is, I think. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to talk about. Uh, Clay Matthews out for this game with a broken thumb. That being said, hey, Ray Rice last week, 33 touches. They said they were going to feed him the ball a lot more. Got over 100 total yards, two touchdowns. Still not a great game, but do you think Ray Rice is quote-unquote back, for lack of a better term? I sure hope so. Um, it's it's kind of going to be tough to see. I'm going to need to see him get those 20-plus touches because they could very well turn around, and we have, like with Denver, 12 touches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. So I'm going to wait, and I've got to wait and see. But, I mean, I hope so. I hope so for this reason. I, I do think that the Ravens realize that if if Ray Rice doesn't touch the ball twenty times a game, they don't win because because that team is not designed for Joe Flacco to run to pass the ball fifty times a game, especially with the defense not quite as good as it has been in the past. So. I think Ray Rice is back to an extent. I like him this week. Clay Matthews being out actually helps them a lot, and the Packers' defense also not very good anyway. So Ray Rice is in your lineup until further notice. But after the Ravens' bye, they, so the Ravens play Green Bay this week, and then uh, then they go on their bye. And then the schedule is Cleveland, Cincinnati, Chicago, the Jets, and the Steelers. That is brutal. So I think there are still going to be some rough games in there for Ray Rice, for sure. Um, Tyler, Marlon Brown should be back this week. Both he and Jacoby Jones were inactive last week. If Jones is 100% back, does Marlon Brown go back to the waiver wire, or are you sticking with him? I would stick with him for at least another game to kind of see what happens when that they've got to adapt to having Jones back just because he has played so well. Um, and we've got such a question mark at the quarterback position, which Joe Flacco is going to show up. So I like him in there. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, the, the, the one thing with Marlon Brown is, you know, people are like, oh, he's going to lose a ton of targets. He's not really getting that many. I mean, he's averaging no. five targets a game. But he's scoring touchdowns, so that's kind of what Marlon Brown does, and Jacoby Jones doesn't, so I, I think he'll be okay. Uh, Ravens defense, at least seven fantasy points in three straight. Worth a shot against Green Bay, or can you do better? You might be able to do better. This ain't like, I mean, look, I'm a Green Bay homer. This ain't the Packers. Like, their offense is not nearly as good as it has been over the last couple of years. I will say that. But I don't know. I mean, I think, like, look, I, I mean, I think, like, I'd rather have the Browns against Detroit than I would the Ravens against the Packers. I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, bold prediction from this game, Tyler. I'm going to tell you, Randall Cobb is the number one wide receiver in this game and top 12 for the week. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of due. He had a couple of nice games to start out the year and then just kind of fizzled out. He's due, and the Ravens up the middle, and you know this, haven't been all that good this year. No. Uh, Eagles at the Bucks. 30 seconds or less, because this is a game of Nick Foles versus Mike Glennon, so who really cares? Um, automatic starts, both of the running backs. Anything else? Probably Deshaun Jackson. That's it. Um, where are you on the Bucks wide receivers right now? I, and the reason I asked this, Vincent Jackson just showed up on a waiver wire in one of my leagues. The only reason that you could even think about doing that is because we know he does big game, crappy game, crappy game, crappy game, crappy game, big game. He's due. Yeah, he is kind of due. And look, Mike Glennon hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been good. But, I mean, he's not as bad as Josh Freeman. This week, though, all right, so we know that we've got a lot of quarterback situations, a lot of injuries, a couple of guys on by. You know, you don't have Matt Ryan this week. 
If you're in a deeper league or a two-quarterback league, would you maybe give Mike Glennon a look? And I know that that sounds absurd, but keep in mind the Eagles have allowed 300 passing yards in four of their five games. Uh, no. And speak of taking a look, are you near a computer where you can pull up his picture on ESPN.com? No, because I actually am on a computer that uh, is on Windows 95, and that's not a joke. That's actually real life. He looks like my frittata twin. <laughs> like, if I was going to lose a little bit of weight and a couple IQ points and maybe have my cousins, by my parents be cousins, I could be an NFL quarterback. So you are, you are fat Mike Glennon. I am fat Mike Glennon. I'm what happens when you don't work out. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's your new name on the show now. Congratulations. Uh, bold prediction, Tyler, the Bucks and the Eagles. Now I can't get that picture out of me. Doug Martin is going to have his best game of the season. He's going to go over 100 yards, and we'll find the end zone. Doug Martin owners everywhere are sure hoping that's the case. Uh, Rams at the Texans. Surprisingly a lot to talk about here. You're automatically putting in Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, the Texans defense. Uh, Zach Stacy, Tyler, going to get another start for the Rams. 14 carries for 78 yards last week. Looked good, albeit it was against Jacksonville, and that's not really saying much. So... That being said, are you picking up Zach Stacy considering the scarcity at running back, or is that just kind of a whatever game? Eh, I would maybe. It depends on what your needs are. I mean, I said from the beginning of the year that I, I was hoping he would be the breakout guy. He disappointed at the very beginning of the year. I hope, hopefully, he takes over that job because their running back situation is terrible. I think he does take over the job, but I don't know that I'm going to pick him up in a standard league because. Exactly what you said. Their running situation is absolutely terrible. And it's not the, I mean, the running backs are bad. The offensive line is bad. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's kind of like Pittsburgh. I just don't know what you really expect out of a Rams running back at this point. But if you're in like a 12 or a 14 team league, I think Zach Stacey's probably a pickup. By the way, I, I'm a little concerned about Jeff Fisher's coaching ability that you have Zach Stacey as your number four option behind Daryl Richardson, Isaiah Pede, and Benny Cunningham. Like, I, I don't know how you could watch any of those other guys run and say they're better than Zach Stacy. Anyway, um, another touchdown last week for uh, Austin Pettis, who just kind of keeps doing that, Tyler. And he's not getting a lot of volume, but my God, I mean, uh, let, let me ask you this. Pettis is owned in less than 2% of ESPN leagues. Would you drop today Kendall Wright for him? Ooh, it depends on what my tight end situation is. That's why does your tight end situation have anything to do with it? It doesn't. <laughs> like, I'm an idiot. The, these are wide receivers. Yeah, I was looking at something else and talking. I should not multitask <laughs> at all. As we said, what, what this show lacks in information, we will make up for in stupidity. We are coming through on that promise. Austin Pettis, that's the UFC champion, right? Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the NFL. Um, would you drop Kendall Wright for Austin Pettis? Absolutely. Marlon Brown. Mm, getting there. Rod Streeter. Who has Rod Streeter on their team? More people than have Austin Pettis on their team. Get it together, people. Julian Edelman. That one's closer, but it's getting there. Yeah, I mean, look, Pettis, you know, getting, what, five, six targets a week, but the guy is a top 30 wide receiver so far this year, and it's like every week, hey, Austin Pettis caught a touchdown. Hey, Austin Pettis caught a touchdown. Like, I don't know where Austin Pettis came from. I don't know why he's even on the depth chart in St. Louis, but he's getting it done, so you've got to respect it a little bit. Um, something you don't have to respect is Matt Schaub as an NFL quarterback. He's not very good. 
What, when are we going to get rid of him? Uh, Schaub's fantasy points this year, 23-19-5-18-0. Multiple interceptions in three of five games. Rest of the year, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, this is as a QB2, by the way, like as a backup or if you're in a two-quarterback league. Would you rather Matt Schaub or Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor. Carson Palmer. Carson. Sam Bradford. Easy on that. Sam Bradford's having a better year, so I go Bradford. Bradford is a top 10 quarterback so far this year. Now, granted, he's had some crappy games, too, but I just don't know how you put I mean, Mad Shop is going to have good games in the games where he's supposed to have good games, but in the games like, I mean, St. Louis not a good defense, so I think this is actually a good Matt Shop game, but he's going to have just some absolutely awful games in there. And as a result, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins here. Averaging just 50 yards per game. You love the talent, but yikes. I mean, is he still a must-own guy? I don't think so. Would you drop DeAndre Hopkins for Austin Pettis? Yes. I would do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Uh, coincidentally, by the way, I was offered a trade in my big league. Uh, C.J. Spiller and Hopkins for Jamal Charles. I turned that down. Um, bold prediction from... Uh, blah, blah, blah. I lost my place, sorry. Again, 10 hours of sleep in three days, people. Bear with us. Um, my bold prediction, we talked about him earlier today. Garrett Graham finishes the week as a top 10 fantasy tight end. I like it. Yeah, I, think that, I think that one's probably my most likely to actually come true this week. Uh, let's go to the Raiders and the Chiefs uh, AFC West battle. Your automatic starts, Jamal Charles, Chiefs defense. Darren McFadden probably not going to play in this game, by the way, because the Raiders are on bye next week, so why rush him back in a game you know you're not going to win? So, um, a couple of news and notes. Matt Flynn released by the Raiders. <laughs> How bad does it have to suck to be Matt Flynn right now? Oh, at least he's getting paid to suck. Like, I can't. I mean, so he gets a big contract, goes to Seattle, gets replaced by Russell Wilson. Gets a big contract, goes to Oakland, ends up third on the depth chart, and now gets cut. I mean, like, if you're Matt Flynn, do you take another backup role at this point? I mean, I guess you have to to keep a paycheck, but geez, that's brutal. If you're going to pay me that much, I'll go be a quarterback. <laughs> right? I can throw 10 yards to the other team. Um, Darren McFadden, the injury, seems to be not very serious, but again, with with a bye coming up, probably not going to test him this game. Marcel Reese kind of surprisingly got in there last week, Tyler. Nobody really thought Reese was going to play, but 10 touches, 57 yards. Split time with Rashad Jennings. Either one of these guys that you want to roll out there against Kansas City this week? Uh, not really, just because Kansas City's played well. Yeah, they're, well, they're the number one fantasy defense. Like, if you had to roll with one, who would it be? I, probably Reese. Yeah, it'd be Reese. I think Reese is the guy they like a little bit better. Both of the Raiders' wide receivers last week, Streeter and Moore, catch a touchdown pass. But again, Kansas City, a good defense. So that being said, flex appeal for either one of the uh, Raiders guys this week? Um, it, I, I like, I would say more if I had to pick between the two, I like more just because there's a little bit more consistency there. Yeah. My only concern with more is that he's probably going to be covered by Brandon flowers, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the guy that would stand out as like, okay, like if you have to start a flex from the Raiders, that's probably the guy you go with. Um, not really a whole lot else to talk about in this game though. Do you think? Not really. Eh, it kind of is what it is. You're not starting Dwayne Bow. I mean, it, not until he proves something at this point. Uh, bold prediction from this game, Tyler. Hold on, I'm trying to repair my terrible team. Uh, Alex Smith is going to bounce back and have a much better week. He's going to finish as a top 
five quarterback and we'll have two touchdowns. Alex Smith is a top five quarterback this week. I'm just curious, have you seen Alex Smith play football? I might be a little drunk. Who are you to judge me? Hey, I'm just saying, well, and you're also uh, trying to uh, cancel that waiver claim for Alshon Jeffrey because you know you're not getting him. Oh, I'm trying to trade Adrian Peterson away. Are you now? I'll take him. Uh, are you interested? Yeah, sure, I'll give you Josh Brown. Yes! <laughs> uh, Panthers at the Vikings. Boy, I, I mean, you're probably starting Cam Newton, but you don't feel terribly good about it, as bad as he's been this year. And, of course, you're starting the aforementioned Adrian Peterson. The Vikings signed Josh Freeman. The big news of the week. Josh Freeman not going to play this week, but all of a sudden you've got potentially the worst starting quarterback battle in the history of starting quarterback battles between Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, and Josh Freeman. Who wins out that competition, do you think? Not a single season ticket owner <laughs> in Minnesota. I, I mean, Castle, by the way, probably going to get the start this week. But good Lord, like, can you imagine being Leslie Frazier and looking at your roster and, going, and, and just going, oh, one of these guys has to throw footballs for me next week. I I I just I mean I feel bad for Adrian Peterson at this point. But anyway, um that being said, are there any Vikings players other than Adrian Peterson that you've got in your lineup this week? No. Panthers defense also better than you think. Um on the Panthers side of the ball, how worried are you Tyler about Steve Smith? 20 fantasy points in just four, in the four games. His highest receiving total for the year is 52. And, and Cam Newton has looked as much as I hate to say it as an Auburn fan, really bad. I'm not too worried about it because I said at the beginning I didn't think he was going to have a good year. True. True. I'll give you I'll give you props for that. And look, you know, I mean, I think Ron Rivera is out in Carolina by the way. Like I I just can't understand how you have a 6 foot 5, 250 pounds quarterback and you choose not to run him. It, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. So anyway, Panthers offense has been rough. Steve Smith, I mean, in your starting lineup against Minnesota? Eh. Maybe the flex. Like, yeah, I mean, if you've got, like, you know, maybe Mike Wallace and, and, and Brian Hartline or, you know, one of the Atlanta guys and you're on a bye, maybe. But that's the only circumstance. Like, I think if you've got three solid receivers, Smith, in more cases than not, is going to be the odd man out. Um, Kind of quietly, by the way, Ted Ginn, who I forgot played still and had no idea that he played for Carolina, which shows you how much research I actually do for this show. Ted Ginn, seven catches on 13 targets this year, but touchdowns now in back-to-back weeks. Does that matter at all? Not to me. Yeah, I don't think it does either. Uh, I will say this. My bold prediction, Tyler, from this game, Cam Newton comes back 15 or more fantasy points in standard scoring. I think he's going to have a nice game here. Um, I don't think it's a big game for Steve Smith, but I think Newton's fine. Uh, The Steelers and the New York Jets, Tyler. The Jets, by the way, did you see they they, uh, signed Zach Sudfeld? I did not. Yeah, they signed Baby Gronk, who, you know, hey, top five fantasy tight end this year, right? Can I just, like, can we blame ESPN for that one? Yes. I mean, I know that we were talking about it as well, but I know ESPN was really talking about it, so let's blame them. Because we're perfect and good at our jobs. Um, your, your automatic start from this game, you're probably starting Antonio Brown. Maybe Le'Veon Bell. How do you think he looked in his first game out there? It was two weeks ago, but... Uh, not bad. I mean, I, I kind of want to see him in one more game before I get so excited because I don't want to get him in there and watch him go down after the 
Yeah, I mean, look, everybody is like, oh, Le'Veon Bell, two touchdowns, fantasy stuff. He averaged three and a half yards a carry. Let's get realistic here. Like, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't get in the end zone twice, he has four fantasy points. So, I mean, it wasn't a huge game for him. I, I thought he looked okay. The offensive line is still bad. The Jets, though, the number one fantasy run defense. I mean, you're probably putting Bell in there because he's going to get 20 carries, but I don't think Le'Veon Bell, like, over or under for the rest of the year, over or under a top 15 back for Le'Veon Bell? Under. I think so, too. Like, I think he's probably around, like, 19 or 20 for the rest of the year, so not an every-week guy. Um, somebody who has been an every-week starter is Bilal Powell, and all of a sudden now Chris Ivory and Mike Goodson both back in the mix – what does this do to the Jets' running back situation? Um, I mean, it kind of puts it a, a little bit in question, but I, I feel like Powell's still the guy uh, until unless one of the other guys just have a, just a breakout game. Um, I mean, he's still getting a larger amount of the carries. It's True. kind of one of those you got to wait and see type situation. I think we have the potential of being like kind of what Indianapolis was last year. I mean, it, with better talent. Like, I think Bilal Powell is better than, you know, Donald Brown or Vic Ballard or whatever. But last year, Indianapolis, you know, rolling out with th- with that kind of that three-headed monster at running back. I think that's kind of what we're leaning towards in, in New York at this point. Powell probably, at least for a couple more weeks, still the guy. But I think you're going to see Goodson get in a little bit more and Ivory get in a little bit more. Because they did pay Ivory a lot of money. Um, Kind of a, just a sneaky, deep league thing. Jeff Cumberland... Back-to-back weeks with a touchdown, any interest there at tight end? Not yet. Um, Kellen Winslow is still there, too. We have to remember that. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, not buying in just yet. I, I think it's an interesting name to at least keep an eye on. Like, if you've got, like, Kyle Rudolph or Sean McGrath as your starting tight end, I think Cumberland could be a guy. But more likely than not, you're not, you're not that deep in a waiver wire at this point. Uh, what's your bold prediction from the Steelers and the Jets? Geno Smith is going to outscore Big Ben. I have no trouble believing that at all, actually. ESPN has it ranked completely opposite, so I feel like it's bold. I don't think the Jets' defense is as bad as people think they are. Uh, I mean, we know their run defense is good. Their pass defense is not bad either. Uh, moving on to the Sunday afternoon games. Again, it's the Fat and Lazy Fantasy Show at FL Fantasy Show on Twitter, FLFantasyShow at gmail.com. Jaguars at the Broncos. Not really a lot to talk about on this game either. You're starting your Broncos because Peyton Manning is, in fact, a robot. There is nothing human about the man. Um, just, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like what he's doing. Like, even Tom Brady's 50 touchdown year. I don't think he was as good as Peyton Manning is right now. No, I don't know who pissed Manning off, but thank you. So, yeah, I mean, you're starting pretty much, if you have a Broncos player not named Ronnie Hillman or Monty Ball, they're in your starting lineup. And if you have a Jaguars player, they're probably not in your starting lineup, except for maybe Justin Blackman, who we'll talk about here in a second. Um, I'm just going to give you some players, Tyler, and I want to see where we stand on this. Are they under starting consideration? And again, I mean, all this is depending on what's on your roster, who's on by, who's hurt, whatever. But would you consider starting Ronnie Hillman in this game? 66 total yards against Dallas. No. I'm with you. Maurice Jones threw 86 yards against the Rams. No chance. Nope. Especially not against Denver. And by the way, I'm bailing on MJD for the year. Have you seen the Jaguars schedule for the rest of the year? It's rough. Denver, San Diego, San Francisco, Tennessee, Arizona, Houston, Cleveland. 
every single one of those defenses is topped as a top 10 run defense. Like, you, you can't trust MJD in there. Yeah. Uh, Justin Blackman comes back from suspension, 136 yards and a touchdown against the Rams last week. In starting consideration against Denver? Not this game, because he did the exact same thing last year, which means Cecil Shorts will have a bigger game this week. So you would start Shorts over Blackman this week? Do you remember what happened last year? Um, vaguely. I've drank since then. Yeah, I'm just kind of winging it, but yeah. I, 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 still, I, I think that I mean, Blackman's definitely the number one. He, he proved that taking those games off to get high didn't hurt his game. <laughs> uh, we, we, we like to joke on Justin Blackman because we don't like OSU. Well, I'm from OSU. I'm from Oklahoma. I am allowed Agreed. I, I agree on that. By the way, the one thing that I do think Cecil Shorts has going for him is Blaine Gabbard. It, didn't he get hurt? I believe he got uh, hurt. I, I don't think I was paying attention to it because I don't care, but I think he got hurt. I just assume every time I hear his name that they're just talking about how terrible he is. Yeah, that's an injury in and of itself. I think Chad Henney's going to be the starter this week, and Henney likes Shorts a lot better than Gabbard does. So I think that's a good thing. Um, I, I, you've talked about this a little bit. Just real quickly. I, I've talked. I've talked to people who had this strategy of streaming, like just basically dropping a defense and picking up whoever's playing the Jaguars that week. Probably not a terrible strategy if you can get away with it. Absolutely, it's done me well. Yeah, like I don't think you're going to pick up the Broncos' defense off of waivers this week, but yeah, I mean, most weeks that's probably a pretty good play. Uh, bold prediction from this game. I'm going to give you one, Tyler. Monty Ball gets his first career rushing touchdown this week. And this is not me saying, oh, get Monty Ball in your starting lineups. But I think that the Broncos are going to be up by 50 by halftime in this game. And I think Monty Ball is going to get a lot of garbage time work here. It's my, my only reasoning behind that. Uh, tit- I like it. Titans at the Seahawks. You're starting Marshawn Lynch. You're starting the Seahawks defense. You might get the Titans defense a run if, you, if you're doing that, like, hey, drop a defense, add a defense strategy. Titans defense are a top 10 fantasy defense this year, and Seattle hasn't been the best offensive team. No, and they shut down Alex Smith. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, depending on if which San Francisco fan you ask, they would say that's not terribly hard to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Titans have been a good defense, especially a good pass defense this year. So I think they take away Russell Wilson a little bit here. Hey, uh, Tyler, Chris Johnson got a touchdown last week. He got 10 carries for 17 yards, but he did get a touchdown. So that being, uh, can you start Chris Johnson in this game with any amount of confidence? I don't know that you can, even after that. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, as a flex for me, I don't, I don't hate him. Uh, I mean, I, I hate him. Let's get, let's get this straight. I hate him, but he still has managed a couple decent games where he's gotten at least 90 yards. I mean, he's gotten 90 yards twice. Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't. Maybe a flex option. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on what your situation is. He is definitely not a like clear cut absolute. I'm starting him, but depending on what your situation is, yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, if you had to pick a receiver from this game, who do you think it would be? Nate Washington. You still think Washington? I see. I don't know. Just from kind of watching the Titans game last week, I couldn't really tell who Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing it to all that much. I don't know whether it's Washington. Kendall Wright actually had the most catches and targets last week, but we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't disagree. I, I think Washington is probably the safest. 
Like I think if I think Washington would be the one I would put in my starting lineup if I needed a lottery ticket. Like maybe I'm playing the team that has Peyton Manning, and who you know is going to score seventy points this week. So like if I was if I was in that situation, I might go right just because I would need that lottery ticket. Well, that's uh, I was actually leading into that because whenever I choose Nate Washington, Wright does better, and and Wright is is who I really want to do better. <laughs> that's kind of been the mo for the Titans for like three years now. By the way, uh, what's your bold prediction from this game? CJKY Niners going to go over a hundred yards for the oh. first time this season. I'm just going to go ahead and put a zero points next to that one for you because that is clearly not going to happen. He had 17 yards last game. <laughs> you think John? And you think he goes over a hundred against Seattle? Bold prediction. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. Uh, Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, Gore, Vernon Davis, the 49ers defense all in there. Um, this could be a really ugly offensive game. Colin Kaepernick last week, 6 of 15 for 113 passing yards. Like, I mean, th- this week, if you had Kaepernick or, I don't know, Jay Cutler playing the Giants, would you still start Kaepernick? I don't, I think I might go Cutler. Uh, Cutler is a top 10 quarterback this year, sir. Uh, yeah, and I think against the Giants, it's probably a better play. Colin Kaepernick or Tony Romo playing the Redskins? Uh, Tony Romo only has two interceptions. I'm going Tony Romo. And that's not even close for me. Uh, like, I mean, no. I just I don't see how with the way that the 49ers offense has played this year, you can start Colin Kaepernick against Arizona, who is not a great defense, but an above-average defense with any amount of confidence whatsoever. He has just not been good. Um, is there anybody else offensively? Like, I mean, are you starting Anquan Bolden? I, I think I have to, but that's just because I have to. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> like if you have other options, he's probably out of your lineup. Being covered by Peterson is just not a good matchup. No. Um, hey, we, we called this a little bit. Maybe a changing of the guard a little bit in Arizona. We we talked a lot last week about the Andre Ellington Richard Mendenhall thing. That's that's happening. Uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't last week, but it's happening. Uh, Andre Ellington within what two three weeks is the starting running back in Arizona. Mendenhall is terrible. Yeah, uh, absolutely horrific. So yeah, that's happening. Do you think Michael Floyd is passing up Larry Fitzgerald a little bit? I know that seems crazy, but I mean. It's just like every week we're having conversations about how bad Fitzgerald has been and how good Floyd has been. Uh, I mean, a lot of that, in my opinion, is when you look at that team, you're like, okay, Fitzgerald's the number one option, so he's right. getting the most attention. I think that you'll probably see that start to loosen up on him, and, and he'll he'll have a little bit better ending of the year. But eh, I don't think it's the same Larry Fitzgerald you had a couple years ago. I don't think so either. Like I, I think Fitzgerald is a low-end wide receiver too, and that's being very generous. And I drafted him as my number one wide receiver because I'm a genius. Uh, my bold prediction from this game, this is the first game of the season that Andre Ellington gets more touches than Mendenhall. I, I think that will happen in this game. That being said, I don't think either running back gets double-digit fantasy points here. I like it. Eh, going a little bit different here. Uh, Saints at the Patriots. Tyler, you're starting. Breeze, Colston, Graham, Darren Sproles, probably Tom Brady. I mean, again, that game in Cincinnati was weird. Probably Danny Amendola. Let's do our obligatory Rob Gronkowski injury update, Tyler. Do you know if he's playing this week or not? I don't think he knows if he's playing or not, but I could probably call some strippers and ask. Who freaking, like, I mean, look, if he plays, he's in your lineup. If he doesn't have a backup plan, I, I, I'm done predicting when Rob Gronkowski is going to come back at this point. 
Um, the other tight end in this game, however, if you own Jimmy Graham, you're cheating at fantasy football. Like, yeah, we, we told you a few years ago he'd be a big deal. We were, I, I believe, I will say we were probably first on the Jimmy Graham bandwagon. We probably weren't, but I'll take credit for it anyway. Oh, um, yeah. I, I'm going to give you some players here. You tell me whether or not you would consider him as a flex play. Um, Pierre Thomas, 28 touches, 91 yards, a couple of touchdowns last week. I mean, my biggest thing is I think that was a total fluke. I do, too. Um, I'm totally on board with you here. Because, I mean, you look at it, he matched every other game combined in one game. And he still averaged, by the way, under two yards per carry. It's just a weird, like, I mean, when was the last time Pierre Thomas touched the ball 18 times in a game, much less 28? Like, that's, that's, not, that's not repeatable. It's not going to happen again. Uh, Danny Amendola. Yes. Yeah, I expect it'll be a much better day for the offense as a whole here. Ken Brown Tompkins. Mm, flex, maybe. I, I think I want to wait and see if Gronkowski is actually back. If Gronk is back, I'm probably not playing Tompkins this week. If he's not back, I'm definitely getting him in there. Uh, overall, I, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, you know, off and on throughout the weeks. Any concern about the Patriots offense? No. I'm a little bit, but again, I mean, I, I think if you watched that game with Cincinnati last week, you can't look at that and say, oh, the Patriots offense isn't good. Nobody could be good in that weather, so I'm okay. Uh, bold prediction from this game, Tyler. What do you got? Uh, I think that Brady's going to play much, much better this week. Tom Brady will score within five points of Drew Brees. Okay, that's fair, and I hope you're right because I have Brady in two leagues and he's been terrible. <laughs> Um, all right, Cowboys and the Redskins, the Sunday night game. And this one, again, this is probably going to be like a 60 seconds or less game here. You're starting DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, Jason Witten, Tony Romo. Those are automatic guys. Romo, an automatic start. Who knew? Uh, you're starting RG3, Alfred Morris, who looks to be healthy again, and Pierre Garçon. There's really nothing else to talk about in this game. I mean, Morris seems to be fine. Roy Hallou, I mean, at this point, you're owning him maybe as a handcuff, but that's probably it. Um, can we just talk about for a second? Have you ever seen a quarterback throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns and get so much hatred spewed their way on Twitter? It's so stupid. I mean, it would be different if it was a playoff game, which it wasn't. I know I made that joke about every time he he plays terrible down the end. He could not have played that game any better except for not throwing that one interception. That was an amazing game, and I hate Tony Romo. Yeah, look, we, we've been the show that has made fun of Tony Romo at an incessant level for like three years running. Like, we have more lame Tony Romo jokes in the bag than any other podcast, and I would put my paycheck on that. But, I mean, he's been really good. You can't really make fun of him this year. No. And, like, I, I love it. Like, I mean, you know, being from Oklahoma, Tyler, we have a lot of people from Oklahoma on our Twitter feed. And for that whole game, ah, Tony Romo is out Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning. He's so good. This is the year. And then he throws that interception. Tony Romo, trade him. He's the worst quarterback. At, like, calm down, people. He threw for 500 yards. What do you want? Like, you're not beating Peyton Manning. I'm sorry. You're not going to. Uh, anyway, that's really all from this game. I mean, I, I have nothing else. Jordan Reed we can talk about if you want to. Kind of a tight end deep sleeper. But he's kind of in the same, like, Sean McGrath, Delaney Walker. He's kind of in that mold. Um, so I'll just give you a bold prediction. How about that? And we'll move on. I'll take it. Uh, bold prediction. DeMarco Murray, over 15 fantasy points this week. I hope so. Uh, mostly because the Redskins have forgotten that defense exists. 
Um, moving on to the Monday night game, and then we're done. Tyler Colts and the Chargers. You're starting Andrew Luck, Trent Richardson, Reggie Wayne, Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates. Your best call of the week last week, hands down, Keenan Allen having a monster game last week. And that was, that was, that was your bold prediction, was that Keenan Allen would be the number one Chargers receiver last week. And he was. Both he and Vincent Brown had really good games probably both of those guys at least under consideration this week against uh, Indianapolis? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, Vincent Brown would be the guy I would be more comfortable starting, but again, like if you're going up against Peyton Manning and you know you're going to get killed, Keenan Allen's a pretty solid lottery ticket. I think that's an okay play. Um, T.Y. Hilton, after we've been bashing him, telling people not to play him, well, I have anyway. Back into the lineup. Every week, maybe. I mean, he had two touchdowns last week. Do you have him in there again this week against San Diego? I mean, I think you have to. I mean, he, I think that it's a rocky, a rocky start for him, but I think with the way the offense is kind of adapting with having a much better running game, Andrew Luck being a mouth breather that he is, T.Y. Hilton's talented. I, I think sure. that he's good going forward the rest of the year. There's going to be games. I mean, just kind of like with any of these guys that are like vertical downfield threats, you know, Chris Givens, Mike Wallace, whatever, uh, there's going to be games where T.Y. Hilton totally disappears, and, and you just have to know that. I don't think this is going to be one of those games. San Diego's defense has allowed at least 175 yards to opposing wide receivers every game this year. And they've played Oakland, Tennessee, and Houston. Not exactly a who's who of wide receiving course there. So I think this is probably a good T.Y. Hilton game again. Any interest in Donald Brown? Ahmad Bradshaw placed on IR today, so he's done for the year. No. I mean, if you're desperate, like in a deep league, but we're talking, what, like five fantasy points a week, if that, whatever. Uh, bold prediction from the Monday night game, Tyler. What do you got? Andrew Luck going to finish as a top three quarterback. Oh. I, uh, let me ask you this. This has nothing to do with your bold prediction. Who has a better game, Phillip Rivers or Andrew Luck? Uh, I think it'll be close, but Andrew Luck. Okay, that's fair. I think it'll be very close. I think they're both probably top eight guys this week for sure. Um, all right, it's a fat and lazy fantasy show. We're almost done here. My name is JJ. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, again, you can tweet. Oh, we've got to do sneak of the week. You can tweet your questions at FL Fantasy Show. You can also email FL Fantasy Show at gmail.com with your start sit questions leading right up to kickoff. Sneak of the week, Tyler. This is a player owned in less than 50% of ESPN leagues that we guarantee will score at least 10 fantasy points. Um, mine's going to be really obvious, so I'll just get it out of the way. You better not pick a quarterback or no. a kicker. No, I'm not picking a quarterback. I'm picking the Browns' defense. Okay. I mean, they're owned in like 13% of leagues, and they're the number three fantasy defense so far. And I think that game against Detroit is not as scary of a matchup as you think it is. So, Browns' defense, at least 10 points this week. Tyler, what do you got? I'm going to stick with the Browns. I'm going Willis McGahee. Yeah. Available in 78% of leagues on ESPN. Uh, I, like we said, he can fall. For enough yards to get you 10 points. The fantasy goldmine Cleveland Browns. Who knew? Uh, that's the end it for of the, the world's got to be near. That's right. Uh, that is the Fat and Lazy Fantasy Show for week six. Thank you for uh, hanging out on iHeartRadio. I'm going to go try to take a nap before I get delirious and start punching people. I'm going to finish this vodka and orange juice, and then I'm going to play video games. Yay! Should we do some daily deuces this week on iHeart?
I feel like we owe it to them. Yeah, we'll probably do one like uh, we'll do one after the Thursday night game. So we'll have it. We'll have a quick like little two minute update on Friday on the iHeartRadio channel as well. Thank you for listening, the Fat and Lazy Fantasy Show. My name is JJ. Happy Week Six. Fantasy Sports, Sports. Ain't a man in the court. Clamping up the airwaves, what's the damage report? What they doing it for? The dudes eating pork. Picking all their teams out on the back porch. Other shows, they shatter like backboard. They using sports right out the fat porch. So put it on, 14's already the buzz. Yup. Reach for the dial and start turning it up. Tiny Tyler and JJ have you busting the lung. Ha! Filling you in on who you trust in the run. Is that that lazy fantasy show, bro? Bro? Picking up Romo. What? Oh no. Don't go. go. Stick around like a festival, don't. Players mess around and they start letting them go. go. Tune into the bad and lazy fantasy show, bro. You never notice what they have in store. Best be warned, that's a habit to form. Up till 3 in the morning, checking stats and the score. Tune it into 14 30 like you have it before. Yep. Zoned out, getting smashed by the spouse. Why are you plugged into every plug in the house? Tune in. Fat guys on the fantasy. Huh. Average Joes with beer bellies that manage teams. Yes. 